Hey, good afternoon. Good Friday to you. My name is Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates, and I'm joined today by my guest, Katie Lilly from Lilyfield Accounting Solutions. Hello. Glad to have you again on a Friday as we review the book Traction, Getting a Grip on Your Business Before Your Business Gets a Grip on You. <laughs> I love this book, Katie. As we dive into this, it, it really starts to unpack that, like, you can actually have a plan to run your business and, like, structure. Yeah, so I got the greatest wow. compliment yesterday, and I don't even think she realized she did it. I was in a meeting with one of my employees, and she said, quote, unquote, I just been starting to feel like we're so organized. <laughs> And yep. I was like, excellent, because yeah. we actually have, because we were looking at our rock list and mm -hmm. things that we need to work on, and we're finding and carving out the time it takes to work on them versus just client service, client service, client service, because we have this awareness now of working on the business. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. true. And I think, too, you know, for businesses, especially small businesses that are in that, you know, say four to ten, um, you know, employee structure, this book is so solid to create a foundation because I feel like small businesses fly by the seat of their pants mm -hmm. so many times, you know. Um, so anyway, all right, so we're going to jump right into this. So chapter four is what we're going to talk about today, and that is the people component. And in this chapter, it's really kind of broken up into two big sections, if you will, having the right people and having them in the right seat. And so we'll go ahead and we'll jump right into picking the right people and making sure that you have the right people in place. And sort of within that, there are sort of two um, sort of measurables or, or you know, kind of a, a layer or lens to look at the person through in an objective way. Um, and number one, that first lens would be your core values of your company, which we talked about in earlier chapters. And then a new concept that is introduced in this chapter, which is the people analyzer, um, which is kind of like a little grid that's basically based on your core values. And in the book, he uses a plus or minus or a plus slash minus. So let's talk about, um, you know, having the right people. Um, and and I, let's talk about the, the people analyzer because we've spent a lot of time on the core values. So right. let's talk about the analyzer. Right. So the analyzer is just um, what you're supposed to do is take your um, leadership team and run them through the people analyzer. Mm -hmm. And so you've got your core values and you're just saying whether each person has that, demonstrates that core value, doesn't, or kind of does half the time, half the time doesn't, um, to see where you are and the, the purpose of doing it like that at the beginning with your leadership team is if the leadership team is all scoring negatives on a certain value then maybe that core value really isn't a core value of yours yeah maybe it was one of those that you felt you should have right yeah we'll talk about that mm -hmm. uh, the core value that you think you should have but really isn't important um or isn't something that you're really wanting to focus on and so once you've run it through your leadership team and you feel confident that you've got more pluses than minuses, then that would be your core value people analyzer that you would use. You would sit down and have that in the interview process mm -hmm. um, as you're trying to interview someone 
asking questions that are going to bring forth whether they kind of exhibit that particular value or not. And that's what I love about it because you'll get so many resumes and they look great on paper. On paper, yeah. You know, they look great on paper. They check all the boxes. They know QuickBooks. They, you know, they're super organized, whatever. And they walk in. And they're a total nut job. Yeah. But they don't laugh at your joke. They don't laugh at your joke. Right, right. So, but you've got to, you've got to, and it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means they're going to fit somewhere else better. Right. And you have to just remember that in the back of your head. But I feel like, um, you know, I don't know, just having an all-female business, mm-hmm. I have found that sometimes thing, yeah. it is a unique thing that sometimes women are um, feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to hurt someone's feelings, right? And so we may hire someone who we're like, sure, they might be good. Maybe we could change them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And this eliminates that. It's like, no, they didn't exhibit these core values. Mm -hmm. And that just means they're going to fit someplace else better. Right. Well, in in the book, and I want to clarify for those of you who haven't read the book, um, the, the grading system, so... Um, you you have the column of let's say your first core value, and I'll give the use the books example. Um, be humbly confident, and then in that row you would have the person's name, and their grade would be a plus, which means they demonstrate that core value most of the time, mm-hmm. or a minus, which means they never demonstrate that core value, or a plus slash minus, which means that they demonstrate that some of the time, right? right? right. So it's all, all the time, none of the time, some of the time, right? right? So you get pluses and minus. Um, and then, you know, again, like a second um, example of a core value used in the book was grow or die. Again, shows some of the time, none of the time, uh, so on. Um, another core value, help first. Another core value, do the right thing. Another core value, do what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, execute basically, right? right and right. so, having that leadership person take that person, look at those very core, you know, it's, it's usually the core values, like you said, specifically four to six max. You know, it's in that sweet spot there. So right. it's really quick and easy. It's not yeah. like you have this, you know, twenty questionnaire of you know people analyzer. It's just basic, you right. know. Right. And I feel like what you're talking about is almost like emotional intelligence. Yeah, because right. they're not going to make it to the interview process if they don't already right. have the criteria, like the skill set that right. you need. So now you're in the interview process and you're, yes, mm-hmm. now you're looking for all that soft stuff. Right, right. You know? Yeah, so, okay, so you, you, you kind of had your leadership team, you've gone through this people analyzer, and the one piece that, um, that uh, Gino brings up in this is, what do you do when you when you've done this and you find someone who's not meeting the bar, you know? And so he introduces the idea of the street three strike rule, which is really accountability at its core. And I and I think it's important because you know the way he suggests is that you know you, you sit down with the person on their first strike, you talk to them. You know, explain like you know where where the error occurred or or you know kind of what the issue was. You give them 30 days, mm-hmm. um, you know, to make that adjustment, and and then you, you follow that course three times. 
uh, which I think is interesting because I, I know I've been in businesses before where, you know, again, obviously if it's a if it's, if it's a strict policy, you know, violation, you know, like they're caught doing something that's right. illegal right. or unethical, right. Right. you know, you can terminate immediately. But we're talking about a three strike rule that's related to your core values or uh, related to their their just job functionality, which is really the right seat. But before we move into that, did you want to comment on three three strike rule? Yeah, it just goes back to the whole <clears throat> slow to hire, quick to fire. But this is actually giving them sixty days. So you, right. you give them thirty days to turn it around, and you give them another thirty days. That's strike one, strike two. You give them another thirty days, and then strike three. Sorry, it's not working out. And what Gino's thought process behind that is there if you've given them 60 days and they haven't changed, they're not gonna. Right. Right. So um and, and then he cited numerous examples that I remember um where once you've let that person go, the, the vendors and the other employees are like, oh my god. Yeah. You know, right. they don't necessarily they're not gonna necessarily complain about them to you directly unless it's just an egregious, you know, mistake or something. Right, right. Um, if they're just kind of annoying or, or whatever, they're not gonna they're just not. They don't want to come across your employees don't want to come across the complaint or whatever. Um and but what if if you do let them go, it, it was striking that it how many times in his example they were, you know, oh my God, you okay, yeah. Didn't want to tell you but you know right, right. So, right. Yeah, all right. So again, we, we broke up this chapter, the people component into the right people in the right seats. So let's talk about the right seats, which um, for me, as I read through it, um, was really kind of broken up into three little minor sections, which were uh, he, he references a another book where the author sort of coined and trademarked the, the, the person's unique ability. Uh, and then next is the accountability chart, and then what he labels as the GWC, which means you get it, you want it, and you have the capacity to do it, GWC. So unique ability. I have always been a big believer that if you are operating and doing what you have an, an innate, God-given gift and talent and an ability, when you're operating out of that, you have an unlimited amount of energy and passion to do it because it's just in you to do that. Right. So, I mean, that when I heard that phrase, that's what it triggered for me. How about you? The unique ability? Yeah. Um, yes. What, building off of what you said, it would be um, what sets you apart from the pack. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the next thing is, okay, if you take the, the, the right person, and you have them in the uh, accountability chart, which he kind of, you know, sort of diagrams out. And, you know, he's, he's um, uh, correct to point out that um, in the accountability chart, you know, there's been hundreds of books that have, have you know, diagrammed a organizational chart. And, you know, this is just one of his that, you know, his model that fits in with the whole BTO and the entire EOS system. Right, right. So, um, you know, he broke it up into um, an organizational chart where, you know, sort of the core people who are who are doing, who are operating in the seats, broken up into three buckets, mm -hmm. sales and marketing, operations, and finance. Right. What do you think about those? As you work with a lot of businesses and you do accounting, 
It's a hundred percent that. It's a hundred percent that. And the and the way I see it um, is I see it as sales and marketing, and basically the admin function, which is you can call it finance, but it's basically the admin function of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, the HR, the, the IT, um, the finances, everything that it takes to actually run your business is one bucket. Sales and marketing is one bucket, and then operations. So that may be where you're producing something, or it may be, as in our case, client services. And and there's really, you can break those down into subsets, but those are really the three functions. And so um, what I like about his model versus the organizational, just a traditional organizational chart, the organizational chart it, it, the accountability chart is like an organizational chart on steroids. So mm. it, it's showing who's in that bucket or that square mm. and what they do. Right. So you're listing kind of out over to the side. What is it that these people do um, to ensure that those job duties aren't being repeated somewhere else? Mm. So that yep. is one right. person, one job. And so what he mentions in the book is that sometimes when we do this exercise, we realize we have three people in one box. Mm. And that can be a place um, of blockage. Mm. Um, now, I just wanted to talk briefly, if you don't mind, yeah. about our experience, because we've done this. So okay. my team yeah, actually you know, hungered down and did our accountability chart. And for all the perfectionists out there, do mm-hmm. not get mired in this. This I wanted to show my accountability chart. I don't know if you can really yeah, see. see. You can see it's on loose leaf paper and it's hand scribbled. Right. So um but what I love about it is that it, you have to take a um high view at it and you're supposed to look at how you want it to look five, ten years down the line. Mm-hmm. And when I when we created ours, we were able to create it in such a manner that we can easily scale up as we get bigger. And so that was one of the things that was just like an aha for us and also allowed us to see um, where people are in multiple boxes and how to eventually move them into, because we're so small, Mm -hmm. we're so small. So I'm going to be in five different boxes right now. But now I know I've got a very discreet box, and I know once I've outgrown that, that I've got to fill that box. Mm-hmm. And 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 now I almost have like a built-in job description for what that that box is. Sure. Um, so I really really like that. I real I highly recommend everyone doing this if you if if you don't have a clear defined um, organizational chart or accountability chart for your business right now. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing that he brought up, um, you know, he gives a couple of examples of a business who um, had the right people, but they were in the wrong seat, yes. right? And yes. so, you know, basically they he illustrated the point of that person was basically, you know, when they sat down with them and said, look, you know, what your unique ability is, you're not working in that, and that really matches better with this other seat if you will Mm -hmm. they moved them into that seat someone else took the the role that they did and things really started to hum along and i think that as he says a lot of times what happens with older companies is 
People have been there longer. They start to move up the ladder. They go into management roles, but maybe they're not really a manager. Right. You know, and then that's when you have that situation where you have the right person in the wrong place. Like they may have been great salesmen right. or marketers, but they're not directors of communications or they're not general managers, you know, right. and they, and so they need to, um, and then they need to make that move. So I thought that was really cool. Um, going into the get it, want it and capacity to do it. I think that, um, you know, I think that that's really important. I mean, obviously if you get it, you truly understand what your role is. You truly understand what the culture is, which is based on your core values. Uh, you want it like you literally want to do it. I mean, those, those are pretty self-explanatory. Um, you know, and then of course the capacity, do you have the mental, physical, basic the hours <laughs> and the hours to do it, right? So all of that into one. So, so that was great. Um, okay. So good. Now the next thing that he gets into, which is sort of the, the, the piece that puts all of this together in the framework is he talks about the integrator and the visionary. And um, I know you and I have had a lot of talks about this, especially with, you know, um, you know, our business structure and, you know, the integrator. And I'll just kind of surmise what I pulled away from that is the integrator is really responsible for the day to day operations. They are the glue that makes the business stay together, whereas the visionary might be the founder. They have like 10 different ideas a day. They're very creative. You know, they do a lot of R&D. They are about big relationship mm -hmm. development with right. other vendors uh, and, and are often very involved in business development for the company. Right, right. Yeah. So that's what I kind of boiled it down to. Yeah. I, to me, and he doesn't mention it, but the way I vision it is like the CEO and the COO. So the, the integrator is the one that's kind of uh, bridging the gap between the departments, so between sales and operations or between sales and admin, you know, and just making sure that they're all running smoothly in the way they're supposed to. So they're, they, they're helping in that capacity, but they're also the one that takes the visionary's ideas and makes it happen. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that the, the visionary can bounce ideas off of mm -hmm. and can kind of weed out. Because he mentions they'll come up with 10 ideas a day, <laughs> of which only one is any good. You know, <laughs> right. And so if you've got that person that understands the entire business and can translate the idea and say, mm, that's not going to work because of this and this and this, you know, it, it helps the, it frees up the CEO to, to move on to different ideas. Or if the CEO has nailed an idea, they, you know, they're going to get excited together. And then that is what they call rocket fuel. Um, that's just going to launch, you know, the new creative ideas into the business. And so I feel like it's a really great um, partnership. And I'm super excited to get an integrator. Right now I have both. Right yeah. now I'm having to do both. And it, it's really it's really tough because my heart is with the visionary. If I could be in the visionary role all day long, I'd be the happiest person ever, but nothing would get done and we'd have no money. So mm -hmm. um so I do have to step into that integrator role. Um, but but that was the big piece that came out of this year's um, for us setting up an accountability chart was wow the next box we need to fill is the integrator yeah, and yeah. so that's what we're actively um, going after and it's actually one of our rocks for this year. So. 
That's great. Yeah. Uh, I think when you put all this together, when you have the right people in the right place and you have, have them, you know, right people, right seats, you have your accountability chart in place. And again, we understand that that accountability chart um, is dynamic, right? right? It's not set in stone. Um, it can have multiple tiers as your business begins to grow and scale uh, and evolve, you know, and, and, you know, as trends and, you know, different things happen that impact your, your business. Um, but the fact that you've got a, a core structure so that when disruption comes mm -hmm. or change comes or financial, you know, if there's a major, major market correction that impacts your business, you've got a core function, you've got a, a core structure in place. And I think that's what I find extremely attractive and, and just, just makes sense to have that kind of structure in place. So chapter four was really great. I think it pulled together a lot of things that we have been kind of working on through the previous chapters. Right. And, and I really in, in, enjoyed it. Um, any last things that you wanted to uh, talk about for yeah. that chapter? No? I, don't think so. okay. I was wondering what the next one is. Yeah. So uh, the next time we get together, uh, which is next Friday, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So next Friday, we're going to talk about chapter five, the data component, and we'll dig deeper into that. Guys, thank you so much for your time. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thank you, Katie Lilly, for joining today. My pleasure. All right. Hey, you guys, have a great, happy, good Friday and a wonderful Easter weekend. We'll see you next Friday.